and welcome to episode two of Planet Positivity. I'm your host, Mark, aka my new name, Motivational Mark. That's right. I just changed my name. First name, Motivational. Last name, Mark. That's it. All right. Jamming out right now to a little Duran. Duran, the 80s were a great time in music, at least in my opinion. All right, in this episode, I'm going to go over courage. Courage, the foundation, I think is one of the foundation uh, foundations of doing anything you want. And joining me will be Lucy, my cat, my eight-year-old mixed cat, Lucy. She's um, hanging out next to me. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess she's a little bit bored and feeling a little frisky, right, girl? There she goes. <laughs> okay, and um, I got a one uh, three minute video I want to play right now on courage. This guy is an amazing speaker. <clears throat> excuse me, and he's uh, actually a preacher called T.D. Jakes. But it's an amazing speech on courage, and it gets me going whenever I listen to this in the morning. Sometimes I have Google uh, videos. Sometimes I'll listen to motivational videos on uh, courage, strength. Uh, fearless, chasing your dreams, I can do this, self-discipline, all sorts of cool stuff to help reprogram my subconscious and to help me uh, start the day really well and get me pumped and motivated. So here we go. So uh, you agree, Luz? <laughs> she's, she's pumped. She's ready to go. What do you think? Yeah? <laughs> I tried to get her to talk. No? Okay. She's pumped. She's ready to go. It's a good girl. <laughs> she's a daddy's girl she loves me all right um so let's go to courage three minutes i will play this and then come back to you oh hold on that's still playing the duran duran one sec one second i gotta pop that lucy's jumping on my shoulder here we go there you gotta have the courage Do you have the courage to act outwardly on what you see inwardly? Or will you die a dreamer? Will you die on the verge and on the edge and in the land of coulda, woulda, and shoulda? Do you have the courage? I'm, I'm gonna drop something on you. It takes courage to be successful. It is far easier not to be successful. Misery will always have company. Success breeds contempt. If you don't want to make waves, be mediocre. Be normal and fit in. And if you're more concerned about people than you are God, then neutralize everything he put in you. Just fit in with everybody else. Dress like them, walk like them, act like them, eat like them, go where they go, think like they think, do what they do. And once you neutralize your uniqueness, you don't need courage. It takes courage to be different. It takes courage to go where you've never gone before. For some of you, it took courage to come to this conference. It takes courage to get you outside of the box. It takes courage to be successful. It takes courage to win. People don't talk about people that don't win. If you win, they're going to talk about you. Do you have the courage to stand there though the storms keep raging and the people get to talking and you stand there and say, I've come too far to turn around? Do you have the courage? I'm going to say something to you. It takes courage to be exceptional. It takes courage to be wise. It takes courage to be rich. It takes courage to be educated. It takes courage to be knowledgeable. Because the moment you do, you, you don't talk like you know, you don't have to that where you came from. Look at you, talk to me. It takes courage. And I'm just wondering, in this weak, watered-down, mediocre society that we live in today, in this reality TV world we live in today, I'm wondering if there's anybody left that's got the courage to say, after all I've been through and all my ancestors, 
ancestors have been through and all my parents have been through. I didn't come through all of that just to fit in with normalcy. I have the courage to go after my dream. Is there a woman left in this entire Colosseum that's got some Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. By Marion Williamson. Yeah, it's powerful. I love that speech. I love that video. That stuff, man, it gets me going in the morning. You can hear the, the passion in his voice when he's speaking. It's just... Oh, you could feel it deep down your soul and your heart. You could just feel a power and it invo evokes like emotions. And that's the key to help change behaviors and habits. That's the key. And yeah, I love that. I listened to that. I've been listening to that um, probably the last week or two. I've, I've really uh, uh, found that and love it and just he's he's i think he's doing a sermon he's a minister but you don't have to be religious to to still get a lot of value out of it uh it's still very very powerful and i, I love that thing all right um love that video now let's get to some quotes because let's see what the ancients said before we could go to what the science says so what some of the ancients and some of the the quotes even i guess not not in uh ancients as well some newer quotes but um Lao Tzu said, being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage. All right, these are courage quotes. I just Googled and found a bunch of quotes. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends, J.K. Rowling. Bravery, courage, they're pretty, pretty similar, if not the same. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. E.E. E. Cummings. The most courageous act is still to think for yourself. Aloud. Coco Chanel. Courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently by Maya Angelou. Above all, be the heroine of your life, not the victim, Nora Ephron. You cannot swim for new horizons until you have the courage to lose sight of the shore, William Faulkner. Everyone has talent. What's rare is the courage to follow it in the dark places where it leads, Erica John. And don't be satisfied with stories how things have gone with others, unfold, unfold your own myth by Rumi. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage, a nice nin. A, shape, a ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are for, John Shedd. Believe in yourself, you're braver than you think, more talented than you know, and capable of more than you imagine, Roy Bennett. Mark Twain said, courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. Scared is what you're feeling, brave is what you're doing. Emma Don Donahue, I believe it is. Be brave to stand for what you believe in, even if you stand alone. Roy Bennett. Courage is found in unlikely places, J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, this is a good one too. I, I think I posted this on Instagram or Facebook by Honore de Balzac. <clears throat> All happiness depends on courage and work. 
All happiness depends on courage and work. So courage is very, very important. And um, this is another one. You never change your life until you step out of your comfort zone. Change begins at the end of your comfort zone by Roy Bennett. And what do you need to step out of your comfort zone? You need courage. So this is, I thought this was a very important topic and a very uh, important virtue to examine and share on this episode. Um, there's tons of other quotes you could find online. Uh, all sorts of cool, uh, oh, here's one by Napoleon. Courage isn't having the strength to go on. It is going on when you don't have the strength. Yeah, I like that one. There's a lot of uh, cool quotes. I, I'm kind of obsessed with quotes, I guess, so that's probably a good reason why I'm doing this podcast. Uh, anyways, we should go into the science of uh, courage and what is courage. First, what is courage? You know, there's like four different types of courage. I didn't even know this until I was reading about it. So um, there's this article called The Four Types of Everyday Courage. Everyday courage is not about heroes or heroism. Rather, it's about the grit and determination necessary to make tough calls that keep the best interests of children ahead of all other concerns in the school. It's about facing the daily leadership challenges with a willful spirit to support the ideals of equity, uh, excellence, and inclusion. Um, for all students, when it's not easy or convenient, making decisions misaligned with the these ideals may cause fear or anxiety because they challenge the status quo, irritate a privileged group, or lead you into uncharted waters. Uh, there, this is everyday courage, and it is the kind of courage school leaders need to succeed. I guess this is a a school article, but it's still it's still pretty good. Um, the main focus was was I wanted to uh, sh- uh, show the four types of everyday courage. So there's four types of every, everyday courage: moral courage, uh, disciplined courage, intellectual courage, and empathetic courage. Moral courage is standing up and acting when uh, injustice occurs, human rights are violated, or when persons are treated unfairly. And excuse me, disciplined courage is remaining steadfast, strategic, and deliberate in the face of inevitable setbacks and failures for the greater good. Intellectual courage is challenging old assumptions and acting to make changes based on new learnings, understandings, and insights gleaned uh, gleaned from the experience and or educational research. And empathetic courage is uh, acknowledging personal bias and uh, intentionally moving away from them in order to vicariously experience the trials and triumphs of others. So that's uh, pretty cool. Um, I didn't know there was four different types of courage, so it's it's pretty uh, pretty cool. I won't go into all of them because I pretty much summarized all uh, all four of them. Uh, everyday courage. I'll just conclude with uh, including moral. So everyday courage includes all four courages: moral, intellectual, discipline, and empathetic, and they require explicit practice and discipline. Practice and discipline to help uh, grow those. It is morally based and works in service of equity, excellence, and inclusion of all uh, students. This was, again, um, referring to the, the, the you know, type of article. And so everyday courage, uh, okay, that's it. I'm just gonna, I'll go with that. And now let's just go into the science of courage. I thought that was a little bit more interesting. That is, Oh, did I find it? Okay, the science, and there was one more. Biology of bravery and fear. This is cool because researchers are getting a better picture of how our brains uh, help us overcome dangers and threats. This was within the last 10 years. They found a courage center of the brain. Um, this article is a Wall Street Journal article. I don't know when it was written. Oh, oh, just a year and a half ago. All right, cool. And this talks about... Um, Dave Henson signed up in 2010 to be a bomb disposal officer and officer and he was with the British Army Royal Engineers in Afghanistan. He knew the faces he would risk there was a one in six chance of death or maiming. Also Angie Pajon stepped out for gas in 2016 in Florida with her two small children and she didn't have time to think before a masked, masked man approached with a gun pointed right to her head. While another opened the car door to get in, she fought off both assailants. Such bravery impresses us and makes us wonder whether we could ever rise to such feats. But where does bravery, bravery come from? What accounts from, for it? 
So in recent years, researchers uh, across several fields examined our brains and what happens to it and were challenged by fear or danger. And most of the science focuses on the amygdala, the almond-shaped structure in the brain. We have one on each side that generates feelings of uh, fear, of fear and anxiety. In 2005, there was a study done, reported in the, uh, the journal Cell, that Staphmin, a protein produced by the STMN1 gene, has an important role in the amygdala. Um, they studied mice that were bred not to have the protein explored more of the new environment. They lacked what the researchers called innate fear and were unable to form memories of fear-inducing events. So the researchers, they manipulated the gene as kind of like a volume control, producing different levels of that staphmin, which in turn resulted in different levels of fear. And in 2010, the researchers, uh, researchers in another study found that from Germany found that people with an exaggerated fear response had mutations in that gene that controls that volume switch. So as far as we know, how we overcome fear, scientists found brain structures that appear to resist the prompting of the amygdala in a 2010 study published, um, neurobiologists have found uh, in an institute in Israel, they scanned the brains of research subjects who are afraid of stakes as they decided whether or not to move uh, or to go closer, you know, or further away of a snake on a conveyor belt. The more people, uh, a live snake too, it wasn't like a dead snake. The more people were able to uh, who were able to overcome their fear and move closer to the snake, the more activity they showed in the SGACC region of the brain. And that sits between the amygdala and the hypothalamus, which stimulates the release of hormones. A control group that wasn't scared of snakes didn't show such activity. Hormones released in the amygdala itself also have been shown to affect bravery. Uh, studies of maternal instinct in mammals, instincts in mammals have found that oxytocin is released in the amygdala when a mother faces a danger to herself and her children. This hormone in turn blocks the pro uh, production of a hormone called CRH, which primes a body for action, but can generate feelings of fear and anxiety. It is this sort of hormonal override that would have given uh, Angie Pageant, Pageant back in the earlier uh, article, the mother in Florida, instant courage to confront her assailants. As she herself said of the incident, her instincts just kicked in. It goes on to say that the amygdala can virtually, taking out the amygdala can virtually eliminate fear. Um, there's, yeah, this is pretty fascinating. So there's a part of our brain that um, we could override the fear, that SGACC part. Never feeling fear is dangerous, but as the emerging body of research shows, modulating the action of the amygdala may offer a way to control responses to threats and fearful experiences. It points the potential way uh, for treatments, among others, post to help with post-traumatic stress disorder, among other uh, disorders as well. Training and conditioning alters those pathways in the brain. You can condition your brain to feel more courageous. So it's pretty fascinating. There's a bunch of other stuff as well, but you could just Google that if you wanted to on the um, courage part of the brain and fear and that sort of stuff. And um, the researchers also, as I go down the article, it shows that there was a study, a nine-month longitude, longitudinal study published in the Journal of Science uh, Advances that showed some form of training changed structures in the cortex and reduced secretions, secretions of the stress hormone cortisol. Military training is partly designed to hold fear in check while carrying out missions that risk death and injury as well as the case, uh, in the case of disaster. So fear can be useful and plays a key role in our self-preservation. We don't want to make people irrationally brave, but fear can be disabling too in a variety of situations and um, overcoming it. It often allows people to live fuller lives. The new science of bravery holds out the promise of finding that balance between anxious passivity and recklessness in our everyday lives. So that's pretty fascinating as one of the prerequisites of happiness is having courage and we can train that brain we'll all go over a bunch of steps um, in a few minutes 
And actually, I might go over that right now. Let's see. There's a few art, a few articles with a bunch of helpful information. Ten ways to build your courage muscles. Um, how to develop courage. That's another article. I probably shouldn't go over all of them. How to build courage. Let's go over this first one. So conquering your fears is science behind how you can live more. Fear can cripple a human being from doing what an average person would consider an easy task. Conquering your fears and living a more courageous life will lead to a better life. Courage is the first of human virtues because it makes all others possible. Aristotle believed courage was the key ingredient to living a virtuous life. Neuroscientists recently found how courage works in the brain, like I mentioned in finding that the region of the brain called the SGACC, uh, or the subgenual anterior cingulate cortex, is activated and is a driving force behind courageous acts. Here are six ways to combat your fears and become courageous. All right, here's six ways. Be vulnerable. Letting people see who you really are and exposing our true self true selves inhibits our courage. Courage and vulnerability are closely aligned. Exposing ourselves to failure and criticism is the first step in finding courage. Number two, acknowledging your fears. You can't conquer what you don't think exists. Research, research finds that acting courageously requires an understanding of one's, one's own anxieties and limitations. Number three, expose yourself to your fear. The only way out is through you have to go through the fear. You have to face your fear. That's the only way to develop the courage. Do You have to be uncomfortable. One of the most effective ways to manage fear is by repeatedly forcing, forcing yourself to that fear. If you're afraid of heights, keep going and experiencing heights. Keep going, keep going. If you're afraid of flying, fly more often. You're going to fall, fail at first. That much is certain. But if you keep at it, you'll find yourself feeling more and more comfortable with what you've once considered a crippling fear. Number four, think positive. This is what this whole podcast is about. Planet positivity. The first episode really went in depth with that. And that's very, very important. One of the most important things in a person's life. You can't change your surroundings. You can't change what happens to you, but you can change and feel and think positive. Tackling fear and anxiety or sadness and depression can at best take our lives from the negatives to zero. We need to build positive vibes to dial our lives into the positive, which is where we want to be. Number five, manage stress. Stress will come because of your initial failure. It's important to not let the stress go to your head as they can contribute to negative feelings. Stay positive. Think positive. Exercise and meditation both have the power to lower stress levels and reduce feelings of depression and anxiety. Practice courage. Back to that part of the brain, the SGACC part of the brain. The more it is used, the stronger it gets. Uh, and it will become easier to practice courage. As Aristotle wrote, you will never do anything in this world without courage. Let me repeat that. Aristotle wrote, he was the tutor of who? Great Alexander the Great. He was tutored by who? The great Plato. And Plato was tutored by Socrates. So Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Aristotle tutored Alexander the Great. And he, Aristotle said, you will never do anything in this world without courage. When it comes to any insurance matter, uh, oh, that's the insurance. <laughs> it's not part of the article. All right. Uh, this is an, actually an insurance agency wrote this. This is really a great article. Thank you, Pervs, uh, Pervs and Associates Insurance Agency. That's P-U-R-V-E-S and Associates. So, uh, yeah, perfect. That's a great article on courage. And there was one more I wanted to... Uh, this one's pretty good. Um, there's a lot of helpful uh, hints in this one, like identify how to build courage. So um, having courage is necessary to, su to succeed in many situations in life, from meeting the opposite, opposite sex to doing your job. But by identifying the source of any lack of courage and actively changing your behaviors, you can build confidence in any act uh, aspect of your life. Part one, there's 10 parts. I'll just go over this uh, I think there's 10 parts, but I'll just go over this pretty fast. Identify your fears. You can't fight your enemy unless you know your enemy in and out. Um, so identify your fear. Determine your specific fears. What are you afraid of? Number two, figure out the cause. What's causing your fears? 
Lack of courage or timidity, timidity often stems from some sort of fear that is learned from experience or memory. Identifying the source of the fears can help you begin proactive steps to change the behavior and ultimately gain control in the situation. Number three, recognize your courage. Just as important as, as it is to identify your fears, you should also recognize you also possess courage in many situations. Re-listen to that video I played at the beginning for a few minutes. That will inspire you. Take the time to acknowledge that you are courageous and more powerful beyond measure. You can uh, can help you to figure out how to apply this quality to situations in your life that cause timidity. Number four, develop a concrete plan to build your courage. Write down your goals so it's more embedded into your subconscious and your psyche. Once you have identified your specific fears and recognized situations where you exhibit courage, develop a concrete plan to work on building your courage. Take small steps. And eventually, every day, those small steps will get you there. And there was a second part here, developing behaviors that build courage, script situations that elicit your fears. Frame what you fear in simpler terms. Avoid comparing yourself to others. This is huge. It's why social media is not the best when you're on Instagram or Facebook looking at everyone's wonderful life when reality it's such a small fraction of their life. And probably a lot of those people aren't happy and they're trying to uh, get happiness by invalidation by people liking on their photos or their posts or whatever it is. So f- avoid comparing yourself to others is very important. Every person is different. Comparing yourself to other people can minimize your self-confidence. Focusing on yourself and not comparing yourself to others is essential to building your confidence and courage. Embrace the positive. Avoid the negative. This lesson comes up repeatedly, repeated for a happier life, courageous life. You need to focus on the positive. A positive life will give you, a positive mind will always give you a positive life. A negative mind will always give you a negative life without exception. Negative thoughts and attitudes are draining and if you give in to them, they will become stronger and undermine your confidence and courage. Seeking out the positive in any situation will help build your overall courage. Uh, Have confidence and believe in your ability to be courageous. that's important to take risks and accept failure. Part of building courage is taking risks and some of which will be successful and others of which may fail. The ability to take a risk and accept the potential failure can significantly help to boost your confidence and courage in the future. There you go. You have to take risks. You have to step out of your comfort zone. And I was going to go over this other one, but I'll pass because I don't want to get too much. Here's here's a cool one. 10 ways to build your courage muscles for life. So just like, you know, building your muscles uh, in the gym, you could build your bravery or that courageous part of your brain, the S-G-A-C-C part by committing to train your, to be brave daily, just like a muscle. You got to work, work out. Um, what, what was that? I think I said on the first episode, um, neurons that fire together wire together so you'll make um, more connections for that courageous end of the brain all right number one of the top 10 ways to build your courage muscles set a bold goal we fail far more from timidity than we ever do from over daring so if there's an area of your life right now your business your body relationship in which you aren't inspired about set yourself a bold goal that really lights you up like going on 10 dates in 10 weeks or doubling your revenue in the next two years or running a marathon don't most people underestimate themselves and never get to know what they're capable of don't be one of them you've got to think bigger before you can act bigger years ago i was at college in cal state long beach and they had the speed dating i went on like i remember going on like 10 dates it wasn't like dates but you just sit there and you talk to like 10 different people It it was really crazy but it was really fun too and i was definitely super afraid uh afraid at first and but you know i faced my fear and that was pretty fascinating. And um, actually, uh, okay, so set a bold goal. Yeah, uh, 10x. There's a book called 10x by Grant Cardone. He talks about you want to think 10x. So 10 times. So if you want to make um, 100,000, uh, you'd want to make try to go for a million. Think a million. But you also have to take 10 times the action, 10 times as much action and to to you know help reach your bold goal so it's not just about setting a high goal you have to take uh, a lot a lot of action so those two go together your goals and actions go together number two say no to the good it's very easy to feel wait say no to the good 
Why? Okay, let's see what this says. It's very easy to fill your day being busy. The question is, busy doing what? If you're saying yes to to the many good offers, invitations, and opportunities that come your way, you could be using up all your capacity to pursue the truly great things waiting on you. Does saying no mean you might disappoint people occasionally? Sure, but better that uh, that than to feel disappointed in yourself later on. Sometimes you have to say no to the good to create space for the great. Okay, I understand. So you don't want to say yes to everything. You want to say no uh, at times. You don't want to. You don't want to be like a yes man or a yes woman. You want to say no. I can't do that. Or I'm busy. I have, you know, other things to do. Or you want to go forgo the good and go for the great go for the best ask for what you want step three ask for what you want if you don't ask or or you know go for it you'll get nothing you know it's a if you want if you find yourself frustrated that you're not getting what you want or need consider that you may have not have asked for it people aren't mind readers and expecting them to know what you want often just ends in frustration and resentment. If there's something you want, you've got to be willing to ask. Seriously, what have you got to lose? Even if they say no, at least you know where you stand. Number four, say sorry. You aren't perfect. You make mistakes. Sometimes pride and security, even jealousy can get the better of you, just as it does everyone. When it does, be big enough to own it and apologize for what you did, even if you're if any hurt caused was unintentional and seek to make your amends. Your relationships will be all the stronger for it. Lucy's just looking at me. Right, Lucy? She's on the chair right next to me. Okay, what do you think? She agrees. She liked that one. <laughs> she put her paw on me. Okay, so say sorry. Own your mistakes. If you make a mistake, say sorry. No one's perfect. People uh, blame other people. It's just a bad habit. You want to take your uh own up to what you've done. Number five, stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. Have the courage to stand up for yourself. Come. It's a general rule of life that you get what you tolerate. If you toler- tolerate someone overstepping your boundaries, make snide, snide remarks, or overlooking you for opportunities, you can generally expect more of the same. By not making a very clear stand for what you will and will not tolerate, you become complicit in your own misery. So stand up for yourself. Teach people how how you expect to be treated and refuse to come to those who seek to intimidate you. I remember I was in school. What was I in? 12th grade. So I was 17, 16. And there was a kid. He kept, uh, he had a straw and he's, you know, spitball, blowing spitballs at me. And eventually I was like, just stop, man. Stop. I was so sick of it. But he was like, he just kept doing it and doing it. I was like, all right. You do it one more time, I'm going to punch you right in the face. He did it again. I got up. I punched him right in the face in the middle of the class. And you know what? He never did a spit, uh, spit a spitball at me ever again. So that's what I'm, I'm telling you. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. Don't get walked on. Don't let people overstep uh, your boundaries. You make your boundaries. You, you put it in the line, uh, draw a line in the sand, and you, you don't let people cross that. So just make sure you stand up for yourself. Don't let people walk all over you because there's people in the world that will walk all over you. And yeah, don't, don't let them do it. Number six, toot your own horn. Many people wrongly equate self-promotion with conceit. It's not. In today's business world, it's crucial. So lay false humili- uh, humility aside. Advocating for yourself isn't about proving superiority or stroking a needy igloo, uh, <laughs> ego, a needy Ego, uh, <laughs> I keep saying it. A needy ego, uh, ego, ego. I guess I'm getting a little tired. Uh, it's about letting the people who can help you share your talents do just that. After all, the more people who know what you want, the more who can help you get it. Yeah, so that's fascinating. I I've been uh, very um, trying to be humble and practice humility. I I don't like to brag and and that sort of stuff. But I guess I have to toot my own horn a little bit. It's important, um, more like self promotion rather than being conceited. So that's a, a good one, even for me. Number seven, dare to rock the boat. What Arnold Schwarzenegger said: one of his steps for success, or one of his is break the rules, not the law. So that reminds me of that. Uh, Number seven, dare to rock the boat. Too often our fear of causing offense or ruffling feathers keeps us from saying what needs to be said. When writing uh, a book, stop playing safe. The 
there was a guy who shared with them, whatever your career, you have to be willing to take risks to speak up and push back when you don't agree with what others are thinking. So don't let up your desire to be liked. Stop you from respecting, ex- respectfully expressing your opinion. When all you do is try to fit in, people please and keep the peace, you negate the difference uh, your difference can make. Some boats need rocking. Definitely a good one. Number eight, stop digging. We are wired with the tendency to continue investing in in a losing proposition based because of how much we've already put into it. So if there's something you've been investing in, whether it be time, money, or energy. All right, Lucy. All right, all right, come on. Oh, she's mad. (laughs) She started biting my hand. She didn't like that. Number eight, stop digging. So if there's something you've been investing in that's not working out, have the courage to call it quits. Learn whatever lessons you can, then move on. Every day you spend investing in something that isn't moving you closer to what moving you closer to what you want most is the day you aren't investing in something that could. Life's too short. You go with stuff that works and um, invest in things that um, are moving you closer to your goal. In short, if you found yourself in a hole, stop digging. Number nine, let the grudge go. Gandhi said it perfectly. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. Of course, forgiving isn't about forgetting the past, but letting go, uh, using it against people and yourself to help you let go of a grudge. Write a letter to whoever whoever it is you've been angry toward and declare the time has come for you to let it go move on you don't have to send it you could just write it hold on holding on the anger leaves you walking through life with a ball and chain around your leg letting it go enables you to move forward lighter and liberated number 10 be decisive despite your uncertainty often fear of making that's a, a success habit is making decisions fast a lot of um, success, most su- successful people will make decisions fast and be slow to change them. And it's the opposite for unsuccessful people. They make decisions slow, they're indecisive, and they make changes fast. So often a fear of making a wrong decision keeps people from making a right one. Yet while sitting safely on the fence of indecision can feel sensible in the short term, it can exact a steep toll on the success of business, relationships, finances, and peace of mind. So take a few moments to sit quietly and tune into the inner voice of wisdom that knows what is best then make a call life rewards action not decision that's hugely important you need to take massive action not be indecisive when you're indecisive you're not taking action you don't know what to do you're on the fence only by deciding not to let fear sit in the driver's seat and daring to do the very things that scare you you can ever realize how capable and courageous you very uh, you truly are so start today by doing one thing that takes you out of your comfort zone. Repeat it again tomorrow. Each time you act in the presence of fear, you dilute its power and amplify your own. I'll tell you, I just did um, the Spartan race yesterday, and I was pretty nervous and somewhat afraid, I guess, in in, in a small sense. Uh, I'll I'll admit it, because it was something different. It was out of my comfort zone. I've never done the Spartan race, which is this obstacle course. I did the baby race, which is the the small race, the 5K race, called the baby race. It's just the the shortest race. It's like three and a half miles ended up being, but there's 20 obstacles. And so I've never done anything like this. So I did that yesterday after work at 3.30 p.m. wave. And I worked, I I slept like five hours the night before. I had to work at 4 a.m. I worked till like 12. I drove the hour hour to go do that race and i was like yeah hell might as well just give it a go on and do something new it's 2020 it's time to step it up uh so i'm stepping it up i did something i never done before i've done that did this obstacle race yesterday and it was a blast um it was uh <laughs> i was really nervous i had no idea what to expect i do running races all the time and i'm all really relaxed and uh i know what to expect but this was uh, completely different i mean it was a lot of running but it was just took me out of my comfort zone which was uh doesn't happen that often anymore because especially when it when it comes to races and so i drove the hour uh, a little over an hour there and i had to take a shuttle um I had to, you know, make sure I packed the night before with uh, what to wear, just tights and tank top and running shoes. Um, and then got on the, so I got on the shuttle and they take you about 10 minutes. These Spartan races are really huge. And, you know, the word Spartan, they derive it from the Spartans in that uh were in southern Greece from the town of Sparta or Sparti. And so I, I still have, I'm growing out the beard because I want to do the history podcast here uh, eventually, or at least do some version of the, the podcast. And 
And so I took the shuttle to the race and, you know, got all the, the they give you a, a little bracelet with the, the chip on the bracelet and you don't have to wear a number, you wear the headband so the, the pictures can come out. And I end up, you know, going shirtless, which is out of my comfort zone again, because I was, a, I was bloated and I was feeling a little like, you know, not, just kind of heavy and bloated and uncomfortable and not real like, I don't know, not in my best shape right now. So I was, I was like, might as well do it. I don't think anyone else there was shirtless. And I was like, you know, the Spartans were, had, had to endure a lot tougher things. So going shirtless when it was a bit chilly was, was nothing. And, and so uh, I was there at the start and I was about to fall asleep. I was so tired. And the, uh, the announcer was pretty funny. He, he uh, was like, all right, Spartans. And I don't know what he was saying. And let me hear hear you say Aru three times, and they go Aru, 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 and then they goes All right, go, and then we go. I look, all right, we're going. So I sprinted to the first obstacle, and that's uh like a I think it's a four foot wall, and just jump over that. This stuff's not not that hard for me because I'm pretty good upper body strength from even when I was younger. I lifted weights ever since I was like fifteen, sixteen years old, and um, went over that fairly quick. I was. There was a bunch of waves. They start every 15 minutes, I want to say. They started like a couple hundred people waves. And so I uh, was in the last wave, the 3.30 p.m. wave. So it was was actually the best to be either in the first wave or the last wave. That way you're not in the crowds of people because there's thousands of people there. And so I went over the first wall and I was feeling all right. pretty good about myself i haven't went over a wall like that in i don't know a long time i remember remember as a kid i used to do it all the time and all right there's another wall went over the four foot wall and all right kept going sprinted again and uh, my legs were dead i was so tired and i couldn't i couldn't run as fast as i wanted to and um next up the six foot wall and that one was a little bit harder that one was was a little bit tougher i had to work a little bit harder for that one but i went over that rather easily and then uh what do we have next i think it was the monkey bars so had no trouble on those monkey bars and sprinted and ran a little bit more and um it was like a cross-country course about three and a half miles and i was doing really well and then eventually i started catching the the wave in front of me and that's when it got a little bit harder and then up next would we have this big hundred pound um ball uh looked like a big yeah, just a hundred pound ball, weighted ball, and I had to, I picked that up. It wasn't as hard as I thought, and and then I walked that back and forth to accomplish that obstacle, and then kept running. And then there was uh, rings, the rings. So that one was a little bit harder. You had to um, sway back and forth to make sure you hit the next ring. So I did that fairly well. I learned as I went through and I was doing really good, just jamming along, having a good time. And then there's these double uh, double sandbags you have to throw over your head and run or walk with. And I, I ran with it the whole time, but that one was was tough. I was My heart was getting higher. I was passing people left and right because the old waves already went. And there was tons of people, uh, you know, that's right, Lucy, what? Maybe she's hungry. Um. Anyways, I'm almost finished here. Um. So I was passing people left and right. They're looking at me like, "Wow, wow, go, good job." Because these are, these are look like more of these people that are on like teams helping each other out, and so they're kind of just doing it just to finish. And I just wanted to push my body as as much as I could to the limit and see how hard I could go. And I was breathing like <laughs> pretty much like that most of the time. And I finish that double sandbag carry and get to the next obstacle, and that's the that's the bucket rocked bucket with rocks on it, and I had to run with that, and that one really got me. That one I was able to run halfway, and I had to walk half of it because it was I had it on one shoulder, and then it was just awkward too, awkward to carry, and then put on the other shoulder. Left one was it was hard to carry it on the left shoulder, and finally I, I walked uh, to the end to get my heart rate down and finish that and then just took off to the next obstacles and there was a bunch of obstacles i don't remember every single one there was like 20 but some were easy some were hard and there was one there was one this is so oh this one i had to throw a spear onto this target and the string wrapped around my foot and like i messed it up so i had to do burpees so i did like 30 burpees but People weren't doing that many. They were doing like 15 or even less. It was just, 
I don't know, I did 30 and that really killed me. That that uh that hurt. And that started to mess with my mind a little bit too and something like that happens. I probably could have threw it again and hit it because it wasn't like the real um uh, the elite wave. They have an elite wave, an age group wave. I just did the age group wave. The elite wave was like the first one in the morning. The more competitive wave. I was I was just doing this to do something different, learn learn about the obstacles and the techniques and and um, so after that, I was I was tired, and I had to did this little crawl. Oh, I went under barbed wire, and that was uh, one of the obstacles. I got nicked on my shorts, and it's real barbed wire. I wasn't sure that was barbed wire. You had to crawl on your your hands and feet for a hundred yards or a hundred meters. I'm not sure exactly the distance, but it was a good amount of time. I wasn't that hard for me. I had to just, but I had to go around people, and there was one barbed wire that that one wire that was hanging a little too long just nicked my shorts. I'm lucky it didn't get my back. I bet you there's some people it does it does get there's it did get i bet you there's people coming out bloody sometimes in that thing that one's a little dangerous i wouldn't have real barbed wire on uh, one of in those races but and then another obstacle was i had to pull pull this uh sled with a bunch of weights and that wasn't so hard and, and then run it back and then i had to flip this really heavy big tire two times and I flipped it twice pretty fast. One guy's just looking at me, this heavyset guy's looking at me. He looked pretty strong, but he's like kind of watching me like, how the heck did I do that? I, I used to lift a lot of weights. I used to do like 500 pound deadlifts when I was younger um, and, and more of a bodybuilder and strength lifter. But So that, that wasn't too much of an issue. And then um, I get towards the end and they have this Hercules hoist, which you had to... Uh, lift a 150 pound bag with a rope and that one was tough I got it but I I had to use leverage in my body weight to hoist that up and then after that they have the rope climb and that's this is a, a, the second one I couldn't do my I was dead tired upper body had no strength and I didn't remember how to wrap my foot around to get a better grip with my feet and then you just use your core to lift yourself up so I, I just did burpees on that one too. And uh, I guess they used new ropes and it was a little bit more slippery than normal. So that didn't help either. Um, I could climb a, a metal pole, but that rope was tough, especially when it comes at a, a bad place at the very end. And there was also, um, I don't know what it's called. You have to climb up and then climb climb down. It was pretty high. I mean, a couple stories maybe. And that there was a big line because I caught, you know, the the groups and all the, the, the pack of people, all the different waves, they were just going up slow, so I had to wait a few minutes for that. And um, yeah, that was a little frustrating too. I kinda cause I I wanted to go for time and, and placement and and then the last obstacle after that was the inverted wall, and that was easier than I thought. Oh, there's another obstacle too. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but you walk on these ledges of wood and you climb on them and you zigzag and go through that. But the last one was the inverted wall, and that was easier than I thought. For for me, walls aren't aren't so aren't so hard. And then right that to, right down to the finish, and that was it. And um, took me about thirty nine minutes. Probably would have took me. A little over 30 if I didn't have to, you know, if I didn't, uh, if I would have finished all of them, but I didn't finish two of them. That was a cool experience. I was dead, absolutely dead after that. I, I've been up since 4 a.m., slept uh, five hours at the most, maybe four and a half hours, and I had to work half the day. I was dead. My whole body today hurts, like it's sore. My whole body today hurts sore from the next day. I just, I'm smashed. And after that, I was, I was done. Um, but I was, uh, I was definitely uh, feeling like I accomplished something and I ended up like fifth in my age group overall. So I qualified from the, for the elite wave, which I'll do another one in May. I want to do the elite wave in May in Big Bear in the mountains. And it'll be a longer distance too. It'll, it'll be, uh, you don't like that? Huh? All right. <laughs> That's Lucy. And that'll be a longer distance, like at least six or eight miles long so i'm excited for that they make you do all three of these distance races for different for uh three parts of a, of a different metal so i want to collect the trifecta metal that they have and i finished took a few pictures and that was it had to get out of there i was so like kind of overwhelmed being around people um all day i had to uh yeah from, from working to uh doing the race i just wanted to relax and 
and uh, my stress hormones were just through the roof. But it was definitely a, a worthy experience and and fun. T- and I learned a lot. And I faced my fear. And what's that? What's that quote? Face your fears, live your dreams. Uh, British SAS model. Uh, who who dares wins. So 80% of success is just showing up, Woody Allen says. So just show up, do it, even if you're afraid, even if you fail. Who cares? Just get up, show up, and try and start. That's the most important thing. Um, Most of the time, our fears of what will go wrong, of our fears of whatever, it's just, it's inaccurate. uh, What we think of things is, is really not how generally how things are. It's this weird kind of dichotomy and that really i'm gonna sum it up there and finish it there and i hope you enjoyed this and hope you got something out of it um it's been a pleasure and what should we go out with i don't know i like that duran duran um what do you think Luz? (laughs) she agrees all right and um the future episodes we're just gonna go into uh, different virtues different ways to help one succeed, live a happy life, positive mindset, ways to achieve the positive mindset, like self-discipline, um, how to overcome failure, all sorts of really cool stuff. I'm excited to share this with everyone and very passionate and somewhat obsessed about it in a good way. Um, yeah, and that's it. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, great life, great week, great year. It's 2020. It's time to step it up. If you're not stepping up, living your best life, living the life you can, living, um, yeah, just step it up, man. It's time's running out. It's too late. One day we're going to wake up. It's going to be too late. We're like two feet from the grave. So better to live it now. I mean, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, this is crazy. Hold on. Kobe Bryant died yesterday. He's 41 years old. Can you imagine 41, how young, how sad is that? He died in a helicopter crash with, I want to say, about nine other people, and his daughter was with them. And I just can't imagine how short of a life that would be. But he's he's an amazing human being and accomplished more than most of us could ever dream of. And, yeah, it's just, there's courage. (laughs) Imagine the courage being in the helicopter as it crashed, holding his daughter, saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it's going to be okay in life for everyone listening. No matter how bad or how hard it seems, it's always it's going to be okay. Everything's going to end up okay. And what's going to make it even better is if you have a positive mind. Positive mind, positive life. And with that, thanks for listening. Take care.